0: Hello everyone and welcome to OHSA Interviews. I'm Vincenzo Calla and I'm your host for today's episode. Today, I'm happy to have with me the MP for Flamborough-Glanbrook, Dan Moyes. Dan was first elected in September 2021 and has been active in politics for over 30 years. He has worked on Parliament Hill, at Queen's Park, in the Federal Leader's Office, and with local MPs and MPPs. Prior to seeking office, Dan had a 20-year career in the private sector in energy and agri-food. During that time, Dan was part of a core team that helped successful bids for $10 billion in energy infrastructure projects in Canada. Dan currently serves as the CPC Deputy Shadow Minister for Infrastructure and Communities. Thank you so much for your time, and thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Great to be here. Thank you, Vincenzo. So we're going to start off the interview, as we always do, with our question and answer segment. And these questions come from the members of our high school team. So the question I wanted to start off with is a bit of reflection from the election you were elected in. So as an MP elected in the 2021 federal election, what was your favorite point or favorite policy or part of the CPC platform of 2021 that you would love to see make a comeback in the next election?
1: Well, that's, that's a, a good question. Uh, there was a lot that was, uh, I think, positive and productive about our platform. When And, and I just want to say overall that the, the big thing knocking on doors in the last election compared to, you know, in the past when I've knocked on doors and for others in other elections is, you know, we had a platform, 161 pages, launched on the first day of the campaign. And, and you know, people were actually looking for... Um, you know, positive change in the country. And uh, we, we, you know, we had that in one document and not everyone's gonna read it all pages, but, but they were keen to see what we had to say. And um, there was a lot of traction on that. So what did I love about it? Um, you know, there was things like the, the GST tax holiday for a month and, and it was proposed for the month of December, because I think that gives uh, people a break and it, it spurs small business. And that's, that's an important thing. There was support for animal adoptions in there as a, as a, as a owner of two puppies uh I, I found that cue. we actually did a, a lit piece that was specific to uh with the picture of our puppies on it uh talking about that policy and we handed that out at some uh, doors so we knew there were dogs um but i think seriously as well the, the the mental health uh aspect which was a cornerstone of the program uh the platform uh is critically important and i and i, and I don't suspect you know, that's an issue that's that's uh, been going for many years, and it's gonna to continue to go. Uh, key in that for us was we proposed the 988 suicide prevention hotline. And what's interesting is that was p- put forward by a Conservative MP. It was passed unanimously in the House of Commons. We're almost 600 days later and the Liberals have not implemented that. Whereas the US starts this month. And so we've got 11 uh, Canadians uh, committing suicide each day and 275 uh, attempting yet we haven't done a simple thing like implement the 988 number that we propose so, so I really hope that that's back.
0: Well those are all big parts of the platform that I I really liked especially how mental health secure mental health was one of the main pil- uh, pillars of the platform. It was great, a great first step. Um, well, not just first step, but a great step for the party to have that in there. And, and again, the GST holiday, we need it more than ever now. Just a little break it for sure Canadians. Do. So hopefully that makes a comeback. But yeah, a great platform back then. And it'll be interesting to see what makes a comeback next time. So we're going to go into the second question, which sort of reflects on your um, your professional career. So I wanted to ask, um, from your experience in the energy and agri-food sectors, what um, what can the government do right now to help support these industries?
1: Thank you. Yeah, and I, I was fortunate to work in the energy sector and the agri-food sector for for uh, twenty years before um, before getting into politics. And um, you know, these are two key sectors in the Canadian economy. And there's so much more that the government can be doing. Uh, this Liberal government has failed on so many uh, in so many ways on both those industries. Uh, you know, let me talk first about the energy sector, um, which is a critical part of our economy. You know, we're, we're blessed in Canada to sit on the fifth largest reserves of uh, natural gas in the world. And, you know, right now, when we look at what's going on in Europe with uh, with the, the Russian invasion of the Putin's invasion of Ukraine, uh, you know, Russia supplies natural gas to a lot of Europe. You know, had we had we developed further um, more pipelines or, or, or the ability to get our natural gas to Atlantic tidewater, we'd be fueling Europe right now. And instead what's happening is, um, you know, countries like Germany are reverting to coal uh, for electricity production because, you know, they, they, they don't want to be as dependent upon the natural gas from, uh, from Russia. And so, you know, that's not good for the environment. So we have uh, an in- industry here, which is, you know, environmentally conscious, uh, ethically sourced, uh, consults indigenous communities and you know creates incredible well paying jobs uh, and and that's a that's a strength in the Canadian economy and this government has just turned its back on it and and and, and put up roadblocks on 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 agri food. You know, if we can't produce our own food in this country, if we think back to the beginning of the pandemic when you go to grocery stores and some of the shelves we're, were thinning out, it's important to our, our our food security. And you know we've been fighting in Parliament as as Conservative Caucus you know, to remove the carbon tax on farm fuels—that's critically important to farmers because they can't—they can't afford to produce the food uh, right now. Um, the the fertilizer tariffs that were put on as a result of the uh, the tariffs and sanctions against Russia uh, have had a huge impact on farmers. So these are are really impacting farmers. But a lot of people don't know that agri-food is actually the number one employer in Ontario—not uh, just agriculture, but the food production. And so we have. Uh, for example, just down the road for, from my own constituency, just on the road where I live, is, uh, you know, the Ferrero plant, which is the 15th largest confectionery plant in the entire world, uh, produ- producing products for all over North America, Australia, New Zealand. And so, you know, we've got a huge important sector here and we should be growing and investing in that.
0: Well, for sure. And, and on, on those two points, I mean, uh, when it comes to energy, we have some of the safest as well a great record um when we had your colleague martin shields on a couple weeks ago we talked about we talked about how safe it was how canada has a good safety record when it comes to that and we need to take advantage of that and for agri-food you're it's right i mean we have um great industries there in canada here in canada um it's it's again jobs for canada and it's something that um that just overall helps us as a nation and something that the government should continue to expand on. So we're going to go into question three, which comes from Rain yeah. in Toronto, and it focuses on your uh, your shadow cabinet role. So he wanted to ask, as the Conservative Deputy Shadow Minister for Infrastructure, what do you think about the newly released G7 Global Infrastructure Investments Partnership and maybe what it means for Canada as a whole?
1: Sure, and 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 that is uh, hot off the press as of uh, as of last week. Um, there was an agreement among the G7 leaders to to uh, invest uh, six hundred billion dollars in infrastructure globally, uh, particularly for developing nations. And so, um, you know, I, I know it's a big dollar commitment. That's a that's a, it's the U.S. from what I uh, have uh, read is carrying the bulk of the the weight on this, as they often do in some of these programs. Um, you know, I. I mean, this is something that that deals with multiple portfolios, not just infrastructure, uh, supply chains, uh, international development, uh, foreign affairs. So, you know, I want I to presuppose, um, you know, having not had a chance to, to collaborate with other uh, caucus colleagues on what our position is on that. But um, I would just note that overall, uh, Conservatives are, um, you know, are opposed to any new spending at this point, mostly because, frankly, we're in a situation where you know, government spending is fueling inflation and that's having a direct impact on absolutely everyone. Uh, you know, the price of the pumps over $2 across the country. We had a small break here in Ontario thanks to Doug Ford uh, cutting the provincial gas tax. We proposed the same in Parliament uh, on a couple of occasions this past spring to the Liberal, government, Liberal NDP coalition government and they, they turned it down in terms of pausing the GST at the pumps, uh, suspending the carbon tax uh, because consumers are struggling and food prices are up uh, almost 10% more depending on what type of food you're buying. So this is impacting families, it's impacting absolutely everyone. I mean, you know, everywhere you go, everything is up. And so as a rule, we're we're sort of opposed to new spending at this point uh, because the the, the hole just gets keep, uh, gets keep, gets, kept uh, digging deeper. And uh, we saw with the federal budget uh, this past spring uh, you know the size of government is up twenty five percent since pre pandemic. It's not sustainable in the long term, and we need to we need to grow the economy and get the get the books in order.
0: Well, and and you're right. I mean, uh, when we had um, we recently had on um, uh, Philip Lawrence, and he said, if you're in a hole, you don't keep digging. But that's what the government's right. doing right now, and uh, the government needs to figure a way out to listen to the conservatives. Um, whether or not that'll happen, who knows, but, uh, the conservatives, the party has put forward some great, uh, points over the past couple of months in parliament and, um, this needs fixing well, these, these quick.
1: Are, yeah. And these, these are very practical, sensible mm-hmm. solutions they could do right, right away that would help people, you know, at the, the price of the pumps, the price of gas is impacting the price of delivery of groceries, help people, you know, who are struggling to make mm-hmm. ends meet. We hear it absolutely every day. Uh, and meanwhile, they've grown the size of government. You can't get a passport. Airports are in chaos. Uh, the immigration system has a 2.4 million case backlog. Like, you know, they're they're not even competent at um, administering the things that they should be doing as a government.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and it it needs fixing like now. So we're going go to go into question four, which kind of looks at your goals for the long term sort of thing so you are a newly elected MP it's been about nine ten months now and I wanted to ask you what is a goal that you have personally as a member of parliament that you would like to achieve in parliament in the next couple of years in the next few years?
1: Yeah and I I think um, you know if I can start sort of bigger picture thematically what I talked about in my first speech in the House of Commons was you know Canada is this Country where it's been driven by hope and opportunity for years and years. We this country with blessed with natural resources from coast to coast, uh, smart people. We live uh, next to the world's largest consumer market, the United States. We've got all the reasons we should be succeeding as a country. Uh, you know, we just celebrate Canada Day, and you know, there's no other there's no other place on earth where you know a kid from Toronto, a kid from uh, uh, Ottawa, Hamilton, anywhere. Can, uh, can succeed if they work hard and pursue their dreams. And, and I worked in, in the United States for a few years, and, and while there's lots of great things about the United States, you know, it doesn't matter here whether you have an Ivy you know, what your degree is or which Ivy League institution you went to, you know, what your parents did for a living, uh, you can succeed uh, in ways uh, that you can't elsewhere on earth. And I think we're, that, that, that middle-class dream is slipping away uh, under the Liberal government. And so that hope and opportunity, we need to fix that. And so for me, leveraging all of that great potential of Canada here and here in my constituency in the Hamilton area, we're um, right in the center of the innovation corridor. Like, let's leverage that to build uh, jobs, hope, and opportunity for for young people. You know, that could so so they can get that job, so that you know, inflation's under control, housing's not out of reach. They can actually dream about having a house. I think those are critically important from a big picture point of view. Um, bringing that back down uh a little bit you know important to that are things like internet so in parts of my constituency you can't get a good internet signal someday so we you know why is that happening post-pandemic in in 2022 in Canada we should everyone should be able to get access to high-speed internet and you know affordable and reliable too I mean we, we've got that we pay the highest cell phone rates in the world uh you know internet rates are, are just as high we've talked about that in our 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 platform in the last election and and it's time we did something. The Liberals promised to do something about that. Uh, Nothing's happened and and we need to have that so we can we can all we can all benefit from that. We can grow our economy. So for me, those are those are priorities.
0: Well, for sure. And I mean, um, people, everyday Canadians are suffering from these issues right now and they need help and they need somebody to help them and right now it doesn't seem like the government wants to be that somebody and it needs fixing but we're going to move on to the last part which is advice for the next generation where we talk about youth involvement in politics and more we ask this to everybody so I want to ask you what should young high school conservatives do in order to get more politically active and one piece of advice that you would like to give them
1: sure and and, and you know I grew up as, as a high school student I, I didn't I was involved in my first campaign at 13 years old um and uh, and uh, you know was in, have been involved ever since. Um, great opportunities uh, I find, and, and and you know having worked in the private sector and and uh, hired people from my teams, you know people who are involved in politics, uh, they have a keen understanding of what's going on in the world. Uh, they're good communicators. Uh, they they have a skill set that you don't necessarily find. In others, and so it's a huge advantage going into the workforce. And so I applaud everyone's involvement. You are the leaders of the future, in more ways than 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 you think. And also, it's the that skill set that you can take and leverage um, to to future job opportunities. And, and 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 you know, it's 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 the network that I gained from uh, my involvement in youth politics. You know, into uh, you know politics, the provincial and federal level. Now as an MP, I've been a
0: been a riding president.
1: I've been on the, the provincial party executive. Um, you know, those it's all those connections and contacts that that you lean upon uh, in your careers and in you know your your in your life actually and the, and those friendships that that develop. So um, you know, absolutely get involved um, and and you know in in campaigns that I've um, ran. You know, we we look for young people to take on leadership roles because. You know they're committed and they've got skin in the game and they they work hard and get things done so i so i think that that's that's you know don't, don't settle for you know the back of the, the room stuffing envelopes or you know uh some of the, the more menial tasks but, but bring forward your ideas get involved in the core team uh you know when the campaigns are on that's a great opportunity aside from the campaigns there's you know uh, getting involved in the writing associations in the party conventions it's also a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, just put yourself forward, put yourself out there. And as, as many people have noted on this show, and even herself, roll up your sleeves, Lisa Wright says this all the time, roll up your sleeves, and don't oh. be afraid to do the jobs that the adults do, because you can do them just as better, uh, just as good, and maybe even better. So get out there and put your name forward. So yeah, that's a great way to end our show. And uh, today, and I just wanted to thank you so much, Dan, for your time today. We really appreciate you being with us. And thank you so much for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: And that is it. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. You can look for more videos coming soon. Make sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok accounts at Ontario just. for info about our next interview and for more great content. Make sure to look at our website, OntarioHsConservatives.org, we to learn more about us, see our projects, and for more great content. YouTube viewers, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and click the notification bell so you never miss a video. Podcast listeners, follow us and stay updated with new episodes. We hope to see you all soon. Thank you.